The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So, hopefully you're enjoying the warm weather. We're getting it soft, I think, by comparison what's happening in the UK and in continental Europe. Uh, we only have a yellow warning, but I believe Nick Ferrari, who joins us from London, preventer Nick Ferrari at Breakfast on LBC Radio, you're going to a red warning for the first time ever for extreme heat. Have the temperatures hit 40 degrees, as had been suggested in the UK? Had a quick check. Evening to you. Uh, just before the top of the hour, I had a quick look online. We're at 38.5 in Cambridgeshire. We're not at 40 degrees yet, but gosh, it has to be within touching distance. You're absolutely right. We are on red alert. Weather forecasts are saying we are going to hit 40, if not today or tomorrow. This starts 48 hours, and I know you've heard this word too often over recent years, of unprecedented heat that this country is enduring. You don't enjoy this kind of heat. Railway services are being stopped. Some schools are being closed. We have one London airport, admittedly it's a bit out of London, London Luton Airport, where the tarmac, where the runway uh, has actually started to melt. So it's hotter than the Sahara here, and we're feeling every degree of it. You're a man who loves the south of France and the sun (laughs) down there. Is this not grist to your mill? Well, the difference is, as opposed to uh, London, where you have the River Thames, delightful as it is, you have the Med in the south of France, and maybe, just maybe, I have access to a pool when I'm in France, which I don't have in my house in the south southeast of London. So it's very, very different. And in reality, the warnings that are coming from the government about the trains are that the, the rails could buckle, that there are all sorts of problems. We are just not made for this. This is the reality. This is, let there be no doubt, this is global warming writ large. We Many of us in this city, we live in these houses of tons and tons of tons of bricks and goodness knows what else. They heat up through the day. They reflect that heat and then they put it out through the night. We're in for a sticky one tonight. We're in for another hot day tomorrow. And as I say, we're already hearing there will be more rail services cancelled. So it's as, it's about as brutal as you can get here. It's, um, it's, it's all the joy of being in the costas, but unfortunately without the joy of the sea. And, and are you finally though in your program, Nick, in the morning from your listeners getting in touch? A lot of people don't like being told it's too hot, and they they don't like people complaining about warm weather. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of things here. Uh, I mean, it's not as if. I mean, it, I think we will have record temperatures. But if you go back, and I appreciate many of your listeners possibly weren't with us, but in 1976, it was so hot in the United Kingdom that actually many of the rivers, not the Thames, but many of the smaller rivers actually dried up. So it's not as if we've hot, hot, it's not as if we've had hot weather before. There is a bit of a split. Do we need the government to be telling me that I must remember to apply sun cream, sun cream be sure to drink lots of water and wear a hat and attend to any elderly relatives or baby children that I might have around? Well some people say we do, some people say we don't. If you go to the sharp end, the NHS are predicting and again we don't have figures yet because we're not through the day, but they will have had a sharp rise of instances, sadly involving a lot of elderly or vulnerable people who have real trouble with the hot weather. So we have to be aware of that. And even Boris Johnson finds himself in trouble. He did not attend the COBRA meeting, that is the emergency committee the United Kingdom hold, whether it's for COVID or SARS or whatever, or terror attacks. Uh, he is under attack for not having attended that because he was busy putting the balloons up at his country, great and favourite residence in Chequers for a party for about 150 of his close friends.
Thank you very much, Nick Ferrari, presenter Nick Ferrari at Breakfast on NBC Radio in London. To Brussels now, to political journalist Suzanne Lynch, because this is becoming something of an EU issue as well, isn't it? Looking at what's happening at member states in continental Europe, where there are drought is a problem and firefighting is also an issue. Tell us about some of the really high temperatures been experienced in uh, continental Europe and how that compares with previous highs. Yes, good evening, Matt. It's it's really a, a tale of uh, the western part of the continent at the moment. We've seen soaring temperatures in Portugal and Spain in particular over the weekend at the end of last week. Now we see that those hot temperatures pushing up towards Britain. So what's been so shocking and striking to people here is that areas of France, for example, in the northwest, in Brittany, they are seeing temperatures of 40, 40 degrees. We're seeing along the Atlantic coast, which is usually that much cooler, seeing these really, really hot temperatures. Uh, in Belgium, where I am, um, there is a weather warning for tomorrow. Temperatures are expected to hit 39 degrees. Um, that is pretty much unheard of here. They've already cancelled a number of trains. Uh, we've been told that things like bin collections are going to be affected, those kind of things. So we're really bracing uh, for some seriously hot temperatures here tomorrow in particular. And it's causing a lot of water issues as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what's so interesting about this. It's, it's not just the temperatures, it's the fact that this is coming at a time, it's coinciding with, with droughts, uh, essentially, in some parts of, of the continent right over to the east. In particular, Italy uh, has had issues around uh, water provision, around droughts. So its longest river, the River Po, that's in the northern part of the country, that's effectively running dry in parts now. It hasn't seen rain in more than 200 days. Um, you're also seeing an issue around the continent where the soil is extremely dry and it's getting drier and reservoirs uh, being very, very low, etc. So this is a, a big problem. It's not just the, the, the soaring temperatures that are the medium problem. It's the fact that it's coming after a period of very low rain here. Uh, so that's a big concern. Italy, uh, the government is, is, is under a lot of difficulty at the moment. They have now declared a state of emergency in much, part, much of, the, of the north of Italy. So I think that one's to watch. But really, the focus now is on northern France, Belgium, and right into the UK uh, over the next few days. Yeah, because the water thing is now leading to problems with hydroelectric uh, generation as well and also is there a fear that if the ground dries out that when the rain does come that we could have a repeat of the dreadful flooding of last year? Yes, I mean, it's exactly a year since people might remember those floods in Germany and here in eastern Belgium um, where hundreds of people died. And um, it was around this time last year that the EU announced their kind of flagship climate change plan, Fit for 55. So this is serving as a reminder of the need, you know, to tackle climate change. At the same time, the EU is obviously facing major shortages of energy. It's trying to get its its way off Russian gas. um, And that gas supply is, is, is being cut off, we think, temporarily, but possibly um, for much longer term by Germany at the by Russia at the moment into Germany um, so you're, you're you're facing these dual factors and that at the same time as uh, there are calls for more attention on climate change some countries are actually repowering um, coal-powered plants because they're trying to get off the, the, the Russian gas and obviously at the moment that isn't a huge issue for households it is for industry but not for household but as we get into the winter season now um, that's going to become more of an issue and um, so a real sense of kind of of, of, of crisis in a sense but also the EU is limited in what it can do at the end of the day each member state is responsible for this although uh, on how to handle it although the EU has helped kind of coordinate the use of firefighting planes for example from Italy to Portugal etc so we are seeing some kind of coordination at EU level too
Thank you very much, Suzanne Lynch, political journalist based in Brussels. Col Nolan, meteorologist from Ireland's Weather Channel, joins us. And Col, although we're hitting record highs with the temperatures today, do you get a sense that maybe we're getting it a bit soft by comparison with the UK and continental Europe? Certainly in comparison with the temperatures which we're likely to experience in parts of the UK tomorrow, we certainly are getting away somewhat likely. I suppose there's a number of reasons behind that. I suppose our geographical location in terms of being that little bit more advanced in terms of being into the Atlantic. We're surrounded by sea and island nation which cools down our temperatures significantly as opposed with areas which are of a similar latitude, let's say, within the European continent. As well, what we've seen over the past while is that, whereas you've heard from your previous listener, let's say many parts of the continent have experienced drought conditions. So the soil moisture deficits, let's say, within the continent, vis-a-vis those in Ireland, they're somewhat different in the sense that we've had sufficient precipitation, let's say, for the first half of summer. And this, in a sense, it makes it more difficult for us to experience these rapid rise in temperatures like we're seeing in parts of the southeast of the UK and certainly through much of continental Europe as it has been for the past number of months now. Okay, you've explained why it is that we have lower temperatures than pertaining in the UK and continental Europe. But why are our temperatures going to drop even further while it seems they're still anticipating this weather continuing for a number of days? I suppose it goes back to the reason why we're having this particular burst, let's say, of very hot conditions at present. And really that's down to a plume of exceptionally hot air, which has been prevalent across many parts of, I suppose, the Iberian Peninsula, parts of much central Europe for the past number of months. And essentially what we've seen is we've seen the high pressure system push a little bit more farther to the north. With that, we've seen wind switching into a south, southeasterly direction and a plume of very warm air from the continent has then pushed up across the country. It's why we're experiencing such a short lived burst of high temperatures predominantly yesterday, today, and for the eastern half of the country tomorrow. It's significantly changing then as we go into, I suppose, Wednesday and for the second half of the weekend into the weekend, we lose those southerly, southeasterly winds. And again, we sweep the switching around to a more west, northwesterly direction, a significant drop in temperatures. And I suppose the good news for many parts of the UK and even parts of northwestern Europe in general is that the heatwave conditions are likely to be, I suppose, suppressed here by this change of air, of air mass, essentially where we see, I suppose, reintroduction of more cool cooler, fresher Atlantic air, which will certainly be welcomed by most. And final thing, uh, Cahill, is the nighttime temperatures. Uh, how unusual are they that uh, I was looking at my weather app in the middle of the night when I was awake at about two in the morning and it was about 23 degrees. Absolutely. And I suppose in terms of a human health perspective, we think about high temperatures and we think about the exceptional levels that we've seen today reaching 33.0 degrees Celsius in the Phoenix Park, which is the highest temperature of the 20th and 21st century in an Irish context. It's the nighttime temperatures really that can cause significant health problems, I suppose, especially for the most vulnerable in society. The human body, I suppose, is designed that at nighttime it gets a significant chance to cool down as we experience typically lower temperatures. But especially in more urban areas, it's during the nighttime that we see a release of the heat that's been built up within the buildings, within the infrastructure during the day. And so we see these elevated nighttime temperatures. As you said, last night, temperatures during the middle of the night were coming in around 20, 21, 22 degrees Celsius in many parts. And it doesn't give the chance, I suppose, for the body just to, to cool down and recuperate. And that's where one of the significant concerns is, obviously, with regards to health as we go into tonight, as it will again be another, I suppose, oppressively hot night in many parts of the country, especially the eastern half. 
Colin Nolan from Ireland's Weather Channel. Thank you for joining us. Dee says, everybody says this heat is lovely and we shouldn't complain, except if you have to work in this and you don't have air conditioning. Plus, if it's any sort of manual job, it's really, really tough. Anyone out here who's enjoying this isn't working or commuting and is at home relaxing. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.